let's prepare your mind, body, and your team to best support you in meeting the goals you've set for your birth experience. This is the Birth Prep Podcast. Today I'm wrapping up a three-part series that we've been doing on preparing your mind, your body, and your team all to support you and the goals that you've set for your birth. This is the stuff that I walk my clients through. Obviously, when you're coaching with me, you get a one-on-one custom experience, but this is like the DIY Cliff Notes condensed version for you guys. (laughs) I think it is so important to prepare for your birth. I think the amount of preparation that you have put in for your birth experience directly correlates into how successful you will be at your plan. Um, Of course, anything can happen and things go wrong all the time. It doesn't matter how much prep work you put in. You're never guaranteed the plan going accordingly, but I think that your odds of success are so much higher the more you prepare yourself. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to the last two podcasts, Preparing Your Mind, which if you only have time for one, I strongly suggest that one. I think preparing your mind is the most important thing you can do surrounding your birth experience. And the second one was preparing your body. And today we are going to be chatting about preparing your team. Before we dive into like how you're going to do that, I wanted to chat a little bit about my birth team. Now I'm going to preface this by saying you might not and probably will not want the exact same support that I have from my team and that's okay. There's no right way to be supported. There's no right way to prepare your team. It's just preparing them for your expectations. So your expectations are met that day in your chosen delivery space. I have expectations, I have needs, I have wants, and my team is there to meet those things for me. They are there to support me as I bring a human being into this world. Like that is their job. They are there for me. Unless you are choosing a free birth experience, you are going to have trained, hired professionals there to help you assist. And you're also going to have your personal team there that is there for more emotional, hands-on support versus like the medical support side of things. For me, I have my midwife. She usually brings an assistant midwife and that's it for that side of the team. And then my personal team looks like my husband and my mom. My sister was there last time doing videos and stuff for me because my mom was a lot more hands-on. So she'll probably be at the next one, but we'll see. It was really nice having an extra set of hands last time because the home birth experience was a lot different than my experiences in the hospital where you have a nurse that you can say, hey, I need X, Y, Z, and they'll come back, you know, a few minutes later with that thing that you need. And with this, it's like, okay, hey, mom, can you grab a towel? Hey, I need a drink. Hey, I need X, Y, Z. It was, you know, they have to go get it for you or you have to go get it yourself. So I think having that extra set of hands was really nice. Everybody on my team has a different job that they're doing essentially that day. And no person has the same job. Like no two people have the same job. Everybody is there for a different purpose. All of them know what is expected of them and the role that they are playing in my delivery space that day, and everything runs pretty smoothly now. Was it always this way? No, and I would never try to pretend that it was. (laughs) But I think from the beginning, we've come a very long way as a team, and we have things pretty down pat, and things go pretty much through the same motions again, and we know what's coming up and all that stuff, and everybody knows what to do, and it's really nice because I don't have to you know, talk through a lot of things like they know what I need when I need it. 
And I think those things can be established without having to have a crap ton of babies like myself. I think you can sit down and have conversations and set expectations and things like that. We're about to dive into all of that. And I think that that is going to set you up for your best chance of success from the get-go. Like my first birth, like that was definitely, we walked in like it was a practice round and you don't get practice rounds with birth. Like the first baby is just as important as all the rest. And having that experience is great and you're definitely going to learn from each experience But I think that we can set ourselves up to have that magical first experience and it doesn't have to be this quote unquote trial practice round like so many of us treat it like, oh, well, it's the first one. I don't really know what to expect. The next one will be better, blah, blah, blah. Like let's let's focus on making the first one the best (laughs) because I don't know, a lot of people have trauma from their first birth experience because they don't put in that preparation work. So this is something that I see skipped a lot by ladies and they don't put this preparation work in and you're not alone. I did the same thing. I totally did the same thing. And with the second baby, it went a lot smoother because people knew what to do and there was more conversation around things and I knew what to expect and all that stuff. But I don't want that for you. If this is your first baby, take this very seriously. Okay. I have like a little list I'm going to go down and we're just going to hit each one and chat about it really quick and why it's important and how you should do it and all the things. And I hope this is helpful to you as you prepare your team to best support you that day. They're there to support you. Every single person, whether you hired them or whether you asked them to be there out of the kindness of their heart because they love you so much and they want to be there for you. It doesn't matter. Everybody there should be there to support you and your wants and needs for your birth experience that day. If y'all need to fire some people, fire them. If y'all need to say, hey, you're actually not welcome in my delivery room, tell them that. Set that boundary. It's not a problem. You need to be creating the experience that you want. And if certain people being there or certain people not being there is going to create an experience that you don't want any part of, don't do it. Step on the toes. Fire the people. I don't care. What you need to do to get the experience that you want and deserve for your birth, do it that's your right. It's your birth. You are highest priority that day. Fight me on it. (laughs) Anyways, let me not go on that whole rant because I'll be here all day and I need to get you guys some important information. Anyways, my birth team consists of my husband, my mom, my sister was there last time, my midwife and my midwife's assistant. So they all have different roles and my husband is there. Very hands-on support. Um, He provides counter pressure on my back, um, does like the hip squeezes and stuff. He helps me to move around if I need assistance. Um, helps me execute different labor positions, very hands-on, usually doesn't leave my side. My mom supports me in a totally different way. She takes all the photos. I think my sister took most of the photos last time. I think that was like her thing. While my mom was grabbing anything, my husband and I needed drinks, snacks. Um, I always ask for a fan. The first birth, she literally fanned me with like the welcome packet for probably hours. I need a fan. Last time we used an electrical one. It was great. So she got like things like that, towels, all that kind of stuff. Um, she communicates updates to my family, my close family, you know, usually just my dad, my siblings, things like that. Like the family group chat, um, communicates updates with them and then checks in on our babies because my dad usually has them since my mom is at my birth. They keep them for about a week every time I have a baby and it's very nice and very helpful. And she's usually, you know, stepping away from that for a little bit. So she checks in, makes sure they're good. 
assures me because, you know, even in birth and doing all the things, I'm worried about my babies. So <laughs> she checks in on them for me, which is nice. My sister was pregnant at the time. So she was there kind of like for research purposes, you know, <laughs> trying to see how it was going to go. And she had her baby, her first baby a couple months after I had my last baby. And um, that was fun. So she got to be there for that. She took a lot of pictures for me too. So it was nice that she was there. And then of course, my midwife is there to support me anything that I need like medically and honestly, there wasn't a ton of that last time. I had her check my cervix when she got there because I had been laboring since the day before on and off. And I was just curious. And that was the only time she checked my cervix. And then she checked my blood pressure and baby's heart rate a couple times. And that was pretty much it until it was time for the birth. Um, she caught the baby and stuff. And she was hands-on during those last couple minutes. But other than that, she was pretty hands-off. Her assistant was there to, like, assist her. They got, like, the tub ready and things like that. And they dealt with all the cleanup. Um, so they obviously served a, a much bigger purpose than just being there in case, you know, um, but that was kind of like the role that they played that day and a role that they'll probably play next time as well. Um, I am planning on my husband catching the baby this time possibly. So we'll see how that goes. So that is my team in a nutshell <laughs> and I love them and we work well together if I do say so myself and I'm excited to have them in my corner for my next birth experience. So let's chat about your team and how you can prepare them to best support you because I think this is priceless work that you could be doing. I think it gives such peace of mind having the confidence that everybody's on the same page. Everybody is there supporting you and the goals that you've set for yourself and you know everybody is there working together as a team to help you bring a baby into this world. Like that's a lot of work. You're going to need some help before, after, during all the things and setting those expectations with them is incredibly important. Before we talk about setting expectations, you guys need to inform your partner, your team of your plan. Like what is the goal? Like what is the actual goal? And before you even start preparing your team, I want you to sit down with yourself and truly think about if everything went exactly beautifully according to my plan, what would that experience look like? You can get really freaking specific. I got really specific last time with my last baby and I'm going to get even more specific this next time because I am looking to create a very specific outcome. And I have to know what that specific outcome is in order to achieve it, in order to prepare my mind, my body, my team, everything that I need to prepare for that specific outcome. I have to prepare them accordingly. While a lot of the things that we prepare for our birth are pretty universal, there are definitely things that will differ depending on the type of experience that you're trying to create. Like my experience of my natural home birth might look totally different than your experience of your natural home birth. You want to sit down and really paint the picture of like, what do I want this experience to look like? I had always given birth in the hospital up until this last time. So I had this dream birth experience. I had all of these goals. I had like this very detailed plan. It wasn't like written down or anything. It was just very, you know, I had very specific things that I wanted. I didn't want to tear. I wanted to have my baby in the water. I wanted my waters to stay intact for as long as possible. I didn't want any coach pushing. Like I had a whole, a whole long list, you know, and I did all of those things and that was great, but I didn't realize how much control I would have over the experience and like the vibe of the room and the, like the the experience that I was trying to create. So this next time is going to be a lot more intentional. Like I forgot or I wasn't really aware of the freedom that comes with a home birth and 
you know, compared to the hospital birth situation, because that's all that I had ever known. So there were things that I knew that I were in my control and like the decisions and all of those things that need to be made surrounding our birth. But there's so much more than that, right? There's a whole experience that's happening. So getting really clear on that experience is the first step. And then you would communicate that dream experience that if everything went according to plan, like this is exactly what I want, want it to look like. These are my goals. These are the things that I want to implement in my space, etc. all the things. And then you can communicate that with your birth partner or a birth team. Then you are going to set some expectations for your labor experience. Paint that picture for them. Tell them what you're wanting. Tell them the specific role that they're going to play in that experience. Now, if this is your first baby or if you are having new team members implemented or whatever the case may be, if you've never done this with these same exact people before, you might not know exactly how you want to be supported quite yet, but you can set some groundwork and have a basic idea. Expectations I have for my labor experience are like I have environment expectations, so I want things pretty quiet. I want things pretty dark. I want things really relaxed and serene. I usually have a playlist of some sort playing in the background, like birth affirmations or prayers, scriptures, things like that, music. If you're going to have something like that for your labor experience, setting the expectation of, hey, I need this playing. Can you make sure that that's set up for me? you know, and just set that expectation in advance. Like I need this done for me during this time. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to do it, but I want it to happen. And this applies to anything. Obviously music is easy to apply it to, but this goes for any sort of decision that you're making for yourself that day. I really like hands-on support from my husband during the labor experience. He's with me doing all of my labor positions right alongside of me. Um, there's, it's very rare that he gets a break to sit down or pee or do whatever, unless I like I'm sitting on the yoga ball. That's the only time. And usually he's right there to support me or to apply counter pressure for me during my contractions. And he's usually just like hands on right there for me. He's also the one that I'm communicating with the most during my labor experience. We'll talk about communication in just a second. Um, but he is that person for me. My mom is like our go girl. She goes and gets whatever we need whenever we need it. And I think it is a priceless thing to have. I truly appreciate that she does that for us. Um, it allows my husband to stay there with me like I want and need and still allows me to get what I need when I need it. And she's also always taken pictures of my births, which are just priceless things to me absolutely priceless. And she, you know, she plays a really important role on my team that day. And those things during my labor experience, those things are expected of her at this point. Um, they weren't really voiced aloud in the beginning, but they have naturally come into that role. And she knows that that's what she does at my births now. And it's just this expectation of her and she shows up and does what she needs to do and helps us create our desired experience. So that's the first thing you're going to do after informing them of your plan. You're going to set expectations for your labor experience. Then you're going to set expectations for your delivery experience. And that's kind of the same thing, but just applying it to your delivery decisions and what kind of experience you are wanting for your delivery. As we start preparing to welcome our fifth baby in a few months, we've started having conversations about what that experience is going to look like. And the conversation has been brought up about who's going to catch the baby. And I would like my husband to do it this time. He is also on board, but that has to be communicated in advance and say, Hey, this is expected of you. And honestly, your whole team should know that. So everybody is on the same page and is ready to support. However, that needs to be executed, you know, whatever needs to be done in order to make that a reality. This is even more so important in the hospital because you have an entire team there who 
normally have a way of doing things. And if you want something different, you need to make sure everybody knows. And it's not that you have to make sure everybody knows. Maybe you're setting the expectation of somebody else communicating that for you, but getting people on the same page and getting people to understand what you want in advance helps a lot. When you get to the moment of like what's happening, like ah, just trust me, I've learned from experience and things don't normally go very well when you're trying to fight for something in the moment um, while trying to also keep a baby in your cooch for three more seconds. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not easy. And I don't think anybody should have to do that. I think these conversations should be had well in advance. Um, they're not usually prompted by your provider. So you need to be having these conversations yourself. It's your responsibility. I guess that kind of naturally progressed into setting expectations for communication. That's what we're going to chat about next. Um, but I think you should set your expectations for delivery. Talk about it with each and every member of your team. Some common things would be who's catching baby. Do you want to have a mirror? Do you want to be able to reach down and feel? Do you want to be in a certain position? Do you need help getting into that position? Um, a bunch of different things. So make those decisions, kind of figure out like in a perfect scenario, if everything went according to plan, have backup plans, whatever, and just say, Hey, this is what I am trying to accomplish. And here's what I'm going to need from you to make that happen. Here's what I'm going to need from you to make that happen. And just kind of have those expectations set for that experience. Let's chat about setting expectations for communication. This I've broken up into a couple different things because there are different things that you need to set expectations for. (laughs) Communication is incredibly important. You need to be talking about how you want to be communicated with yourself. You need to talk about how you want your team to communicate with the staff that day, the medical side of your team, how you want them to communicate or not to communicate with them. And then you want to also set expectations for communication with family and friends. If you're having any sort of communication like that, you need to say, hey, I don't want anybody to know I'm in labor. You need to communicate that with your partner. Say, do not say a word. I don't want anybody to know. They need to have that expectation set in order to, you know, meet that expectation of yours. You have to relay that to them. Same thing if you want say, hey, text, you know, text everybody. We're in labor. The baby is coming. Like set that expectation and say, hey, I want you to handle that for me. When the time comes, that's your job. I say the more things you can outsource, the better. So the more tasks, the more things that you can delegate to other people that day, is going to be less work on you, right? You already automatically have most of the workloads. You are the one pushing the watermelon-sized human out of your nether regions. And that is just going to be your job that day. And that's fine. That's what you signed up for, hopefully. But there are things in the support realm of the situation that can be delegated to other people. And I strongly suggest you delegate as much as possible. Now, that might not be your vibe, and that's totally fine. Because you might want to do everything yourself. You might want to be the one to be like, you know, whatever. I don't know what kind of experience you're trying to create. But whatever it is, I do suggest delegating some stuff to other people. (laughs) So my expectations for communication with me during my labor experience would be like early labor. I'm pretty much just with my husband, hanging out. We're chatting uh, between contractions and stuff. I'm probably texting my midwife, texting my mom, keeping everybody updated because it's pretty chill at that point and things are just getting started. When things start to progress a little more, it gets to the point where I'm calling my midwife to tell her to come on over. I can usually still handle that at that point. And I text my mom, say, hey, if you want to come over anytime kind of deal. And, you know, it usually takes a couple hours of being in that phase for me. And that's, you know, we'll see what happens next time. But that's usually like a time where we are just 
chatting in between my contractions. People get pretty quiet during the contraction. They're a minute long at that point and getting intense. And But between those, I'm able to still chat and still hang out and still, you know, have conversation and um, be a part of the room. But when I get to the transitional part of labor, things get more intense. I don't really have a lot of time between contractions. I'm not really my happy preppy self in between contractions. I'm kind of focused more within. Everybody's really quiet at that point. I'm not really being talked to other than by my husband. Um, and I think that that is like when I'm in the zone and everybody kind of just leaves me alone. And I really like that. Not because I don't want to talk with my people and I don't love them and all this. I, I just, I'm so focused on what's going on and trying to support my body that all of that's just distraction. So everybody was pretty silent last time and it was great. It was a much different experience than what I had experienced in the hospital. A lot of the communication, especially towards the end, goes through my husband. So if there's like a question for me or whatever... A lot of it goes through my husband and I also really like that because he's kind of like he's in my zone with me in my head, (laughs) if that makes sense. He's very hands-on with me and when it gets to the point of like transitional labor and it gets to that like really intense part, my world really like narrows because I go really inward. So like the outside world doesn't really exist very much to me. Does that make sense? (laughs) Is this this getting weird? I hope it makes sense, especially if you've gone through this. You probably have a similar experience where you just get very focused at the end because your body is trying to do something incredible and it's taking a lot of mental focus. And for me, it's like my husband and I are in our own little bubble doing this thing together and that's just kind of how it feels for me. So he's very hands-on and he's the one who really talks to me a lot and I'm aware of what's happening. Like I'm not like blind to it, but I definitely don't focus on things outside of that very much, especially at the end. (laughs) So that's kind of a little glimpse of communication with me. You need to just set the expectations for how you want to be communicated with that day to the best of your knowledge, right? You might not know and you kind of just have to play things by ear and that's fine. But setting any expectations that you can in advance is pretty helpful. Set expectations with your team for communicating with like the medical side of your team and say like, hey, like maybe you don't want them interfering at all. Maybe you want to be the only one talking to your medical professionals and you want to be the one in control of that entire situation. Like let them know that. Say, hey, you don't need to be talking to them at all for any reason. Um, I've already informed them to go straight to me for anything and I don't need a middleman. Like I don't need that today, but thank you. (laughs) Or you might totally not want to be talked to at all like me and be like, can you please be my middleman for literally everything? Even when I have to get another pillow. Can you, can you ask them that for me? Thank you. So, you know, you could be anywhere on that spectrum, but that's kind of like the vibe. Set those expectations for how you want them to communicate with your medical side of your team that day. And then finally, set expectations for communication with your outside family and friends. So the people that are not there in that room. And this can look like anything. We already chatted about like whatever, whatever your wishes are for that. Like with my last baby, I didn't want anybody to even know that I was in labor. So nobody got texts. I, I called my parents so they could come get my kiddos. And after baby was here, after we were pretty settled, I think a couple days into it, um, we sent family a photo of baby and said, everybody's good. We'll, you know, we'll be ready for visitors next week, whatever. And that's how we handled things last time. And I freaking loved it. And I'm going to do it again. (laughs) And I highly recommend it if you are like me. I know that's not for everybody. I know some people want tons of people there at the birth. I know some people want visitors immediately. And that's totally fine too. This is just how I like to do things. And I have to set expectations. I have to make sure that my husband knows, hey, babe, you're not telling anybody jack crap today. Okay. 
this is my time. This is my zone. Let me be in it the way I want to exist in it. And let me focus on executing the crap out of my well thought out plan that I prepared my butt off for months for. Thank you. Leave me alone. Goodbye. (laughs) I get like, I don't know. I've had a lot of, I have a lot of trauma based off of like, you know, not unwanted visitors because I love when people visit and I enjoy spending that time. But it was like, visitors I wasn't quite ready for yet. Trauma. (laughs) Does that make sense? We're still healing that. It's fine. It's a process. It's a journey. But that's just because I didn't set expectations and boundaries with everybody on what I wanted for communication with family and friends that day. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. Number one, I didn't think about what I wanted and I didn't think to set expectations surrounding that. So theoretically, that trauma could have been avoided had I done this work before my first baby. And uh, most of my traumas probably could have. (laughs) And that's fine. We live and we learn and we do better. And now I'm here helping you guys learn these things so that you don't have to learn them the hard way like I did. (laughs) A few other things you might want to do with your birth team in preparation for your labor and delivery experience is practicing labor positions together. I love doing labor positions with my husband. It's very nice. I really enjoy having him there with me very hands-on. He is my safe space. I don't want to get like all sappy on here and cringy, but that's what he is for me. And it's, he's very much like, um, you know, I lean on him for a lot of my contractions and stuff for, he's very supportive of me and, you know, it's, it's helpful. He has the hands-on counter pressure and things like that. Uh, we practice those things together before the main event so that he knows like, okay, here's something I might want to try. Here's how you can help me do this kind of deal and practice, just practicing. It doesn't take a lot of time or energy or whatever. You don't have to do it all the time, but just practicing those labor positions so that he understands, oh, this is what we're going to do. This is how I'm going to help you do it. Same thing for practicing any pain management techniques. Anything you're going to implement is like a natural pain relief that day during your labor and delivery experience, you want to make sure that if, especially if they are helping implement, like my husband does the hip squeezes and the counter pressure and, you know, helps me with the labor positions and things like that. Like you want to practice all of those things with your partner in advance. You can also walk through some hypotheticals with them, like some backup plan vibes, talk about like, Hey, like, Hey, if X, Y, Z happens, this is what I would like to happen in an ideal world. So like, this is what would happen. Um, you need to tell this person that I'm experiencing this if this comes up, especially like doing these over like your biggest fears is really helpful. We talked about this in the mindset episode. I'm talking about, um, you know, your biggest fears and what your game plan is for those. So like, oh, what if this happens? Your brain is like, oh my gosh, what if this terrible, awful thing that happens to like 0.1% of pregnant people, what if it happens to you? And then like, what if it happens? Like, what if it does? Like, what's your game plan? Like, what's your plan of action? What symptoms do you need to be looking for? Like, prepare yourself for that, right? But then you can take a step further and prepare your teammate to support you in those things. Like, this is really helpful if you're having a lot of fear over certain aspects, certain things that are coming up, maybe from previous births that you've experienced yourself. Um, maybe your friend just had a birth and it went terribly wrong or X, Y, Z happened or whatever. And you're afraid of that happening to you, which is a very real and very natural fear to have. Right. Um, but having that hypothetical situation come up and saying, Hey, here's how I want to be supported. Or even your partner chatting with you, like, Hey, here's how I can support you during this situation. I think it's really helpful for your peace of mind that day. And your mindset again is important. And then finally, I think that you should set some expectations for postpartum and this can look like a lot of things, right? So like my expectations for my postpartum experience, 
um, obviously there's like the immediate afterwards. Like I want to get cozy in my bed. I want to get all set up. I want to hold my baby. I want to feed my baby, all the things, you know, that like first hour or two that's going on afterwards. I'm going to want to eat some food probably at some point. So like all these expectations are being set. I want my babies to come and visit and meet their new sibling. And then like, I have to set that expectation for my, my mom to go and get the kids. So she kind of leaves while we get settled, brings the kids back when we're ready. And that's just the expectation that's been set. Right. And then furthermore, obviously the postpartum experience extends much farther than those first few hours. So like, um, I don't, spend a lot of time outside of my bed, outside of feeding baby and taking care of myself very bare minimally. Um, I'm not doing much that first week postpartum. I'm not changing any diapers. I'm not doing laundry. I'm not doing any of that crap because my body is healing and it's very important. And I, there was a time in my life that I used to do that stuff. Last time I took things really slow and I had expectations set say, Hey, this is how I'm going to need supported this time. My mom and dad kept my kids for several nights. My husband was doing everything for the household, doing everything for me, doing everything for baby other than boobs pretty much. And I, you know, that was my postpartum experience. And those were the expectations that I had set. I told everybody I would not be walking up any stairs, even in my own home, and that I would not be picking up any children other than the baby for at least a week. And this was for my healing. I set these expectations to set boundaries around my healing process. And I have never done that in the past. And I did it last time. And it was great. I had a very healthy postpartum experience. I had a nice healing journey. Everything went pretty well. And things only got bad when I started to overdo myself. And I started to do things that I would normally do when I wasn't in a postpartum period of my life. And I had to treat myself like the healing person that I was. And I did that and it was a very nice experience. But I had to set those expectations with everybody in advance because I needed support during that time. I can't just, you know, exist as a mother of four and just not do anything. I have to have people doing things for me. So I had to outsource a lot of things. I had to outsource childcare. I had to outsource, um, you know, the house care. I had to outsource all that. I had to make sure all of that was covered in advance so that I could take that time for myself. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up now. I think that is enough information for you to start preparing your team. I know that was a lot. I hope it's helpful for you. I think this can be a very impactful, important step in preparing for your birth and postpartum experience. If you haven't already, go check out the first two parts of this little series that I did, preparing your mind and preparing your body. I think these three things are super important to prepare. This is what I work with my clients on all the time. If you are interested in being a client of mine, you can book a free call. We can have a consult call, just chat about things, see if we'd be a good fit to work together. I'll put the link for that in the show notes for you. But I really do believe in this work and the impact that it can have on your experience. And I don't think this should be skipped, whether it's doing it with me or not. I think this is very important work to do. Before you go, can I just tell you that I am so proud of you for taking an interest in this work? This work is not easy work. If it was, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would know how to do it. This is for people that want exceptional results, and it takes a lot of effort and time and energy, and I'm just really proud of you for showing up for yourself and for your baby to create an experience that you want and deserve. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. As always, happy prepping. <laughs>